This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to be nation. Welcome back to PTBN's NBA team podcast. I sound like a robot because we are gunning through and mortaring through all our 2023-24 NBA season previews for all of the teams because we miss nothing. I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew Reich. I am joined by Adam Murray. Adam, this granular stuff. I know we were ahead of the game when it comes to like getting the dirty details about every single small thing about NBA basketball, but like... Does it get tiresome sometimes talking about some of these teams? Because we're kind of in the middle of it right now. Well, this group is very curious. They're very interesting because, according to some people, they're in the championship bracket, depending yeah, upon who you talk to. Watch the play in April, you know? Some of them almost in May. Maybe in May. I but they're like, you know, they're they're you people are underestimating this team. They're gonna be they're gonna be on it. And it's just like, well, no, this is I, I named this group the two steps forward, two steps back because okay, Paul they Apple. were like the Raptors two years ago where they, I don't want to say surprised a lot of people, but they all took giant leaps. Yeah. They and were, then they, all this, they were, they, their progress was quicker than people thought. So now it's going to be now that, you know, people have, you know, they know them and people are gunning for them. Um, it might be a lot different now that you have expectations on you as opposed to just sort of floating through. And um, in, in the case of one team, it's sort of they're they're just trending backwards. They had peaked earlier and now they're on their steady decline and they're trying to really tread water. And this is sort of which, the I, I think I know which one you're hitting at. <laughs> and as as a custom for our like our early our early NBA team tradition, because we were alphabetical people. Do you want to start with the Atlanta Hawks, Adam? I could just <laughs> say this is this is an inside joke, guys. Every time we did our previews, we always started with the Atlanta Hawks because they were the letter not A. Previews, just every episode, we just did everything. <laughs> Let's go run down, starting with A. Starting with A. I'm like, no, we are. We need to change this up at some point. Okay, yeah. I don't remember. Two, but I don't remember what year step, it did. We're in the two steps forward, two steps back. Basically, you're a playoff team, but you're not going to the finals. You know, but let's see. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, this season that they had, it kind of felt like every season that they have. Trey Young gets a little sour about stuff, and they get rid of the coach. They improve a little bit, and they go to the playoffs. The only difference this time is that when they got rid of the coach in 21 and they put in McMillan, Nate McMillan, they went to the conference finals in a surprise. Uh, they tried to keep the core in order, and they didn't really make improvement. They get Quinn Snyder, and this time, instead of making a big push, they just kind of flamed out in the first round against the uh the Boston Well Celtics. no, they had Nate McMillan who was supposed to be the answer because the problem with the previous coach and all of a sudden, oh no no, Nate McMillan's the problem. So You want the spoiler uh, alert? There is no answer. There's a question. The question is can you make Trey Young happy? That's the question. So yeah, Trey seems to be burning through coaches very fast and uh mm-hmm. people are taking note of that. They added Shante Murray though, and I think Murray is a good fit for them, and he got an extension over the offseason. So that you had to extend him. You don't trade was it four first or five seconds? They traded a lot to get for him. Yeah, to and, and it was, well, does he really fit? You have two point guards. It's sort of eh, but the the team just sort of un- 
overwhelmed last year. And yeah, when Quinn Snyder came in, there's not really much you can do because the roster and rotation is set. So you just sort yeah, he of got have added to like in March or February. Yeah. yeah, he got added in very late. And then you had the we we you know, we we had to resign John Collins. We all hate him. We don't want him here. Why is he here? Mm-hmm. And you're you're stuck with him and they, they just didn't want to make it work with him. So he's gone in a salary cap dump. You get rid of uh, you, all you bring back is Patty. You get Patty Mills and Wesley yeah, Matthews, who are like, both. Adam, I felt like they made their big moves before we even got to July, because remember, they re-signed Bogdan Bogdanovich. They also gave that um, not rookie max extension, but a sizable extension to DeAndre Hunter. So when even before they they dump Collins, they had kind of already announced this is the team that we want. We are, but at this point, we're over the tax. If the owners want to go under the tax, someone is getting let. Someone is getting dumped, and it was Collins. You had Murray, who needed you need to pay him. You got DeAndre Hunter, who just got paid. You got yes. Clint Capella, who just got paid um, recently. It's just like, where, where is all? Why are you paying all this money? Like you thought you were going to make a run, and you are just floundering. Completely. Yeah, what I would have done is I would have just waited. I'm not saying Quinn Snyder has like unilateral control over the Hawks as a part of his deal with to to join them, but I felt like you should have waited at least until you can get a feel about how Snyder felt about that rotation to say, hey, you know, maybe we should maybe we should walk back this Bogdanovich extension. But you know, Travis Schlenk is out. I think it's Landry Fields, a former player who's now the GM. So. I guess he feels confident about this this core. Um, the one thing that I like that they did, but they're going to be in a real conundrum because of their cap space issue, is Sadiq Bay because I think he's going to get a decent extension as a restricted free agent or an offer sheet, and they might not be in a position to match it if they cannot go to the playoffs. Yeah, he's going to be getting paid. I think he's it's a good like, player. What, what, like, what are you doing with Bogdanovich? And you got a Congo who's due up for a deal. Yeah, and then you draft somebody, but it's Kobe Bufkin, um, who's kind of a guard, smaller guard. You got him and you got Mohamed who apparently has a window to get some minutes real fast due to Collins leaving. And the size is so you got Clint Capella, who they're starting to sour on. They think the, let me say their guys. youth movement is not bad. I've seen Jalen Johnson and A.J. Griffin at times. They're good. They have a future. You know, I just don't know where they fit here. Trey yeah, Young, is they a, have like, a future where, where yeah. are you gonna behind Hunter and Bay? That's what I'm saying. Now, Trey Young's a fantastic player, okay? 26 points, 10 assists, played 73 games. Like, he is a he's a machine. He turns the ball over like a machine, too. Yeah, he had four turnovers a game. So there, that's the biggest fear with Trey. When you give him too much usage, is he like that super rookie, super max, all-star level player? At times, yes, and at times, no. Like, you, you know, it's feast or famine for him. Um, I feel like that team is going to be good. Uh, they were 41 and 41. The over under is very close to that 42 and a half. I would probably go over. I think they're going to make a push now that they know that Murray's staying and they got Trey and they got a full year of Quinn Snyder to try to improve the um, the offense, the three point shooting. I think they're going to be better than they were, you know, for the majority of the 23 season. So I would actually go a little over the 20, the 42 and a half wins. Oh, I'm going to go under. You're so. going to go under it. OK, I mean, it's a safe bet to go under that. 
You know, it's just that I, I, I don't think they're just going to sour out and like and crumble from like that 2021 version of them where they made that push. Some people would say they got lucky. You know, they played a Philadelphia team that kind of was like mentally. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like insecure. They were mentally insecure. And and they played a Bucks team that some people thought got lucky because they played a Nets team that got hurt and blah, 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 blah. But I feel like the Hawks when they bloom, they're pretty good. They're like, they're a playoff team. And if you're a playoff team, I think you're going to have at least 40 to 42 wins. Um, the New York Knicks, that's the next one. Yeah. That's the one where you have some New York people. We're going to the finals. Now you should be talking about us with Miami and, and Milwaukee and Boston. Philly's gone. We're the number four seed. We should be or a threat. It's like, really? Your, yeah, your team they were, is not. They were the five seed behind Cleveland, uh, but they beat Cleveland four games to one. They moved on the second round. They lost in six to Miami, but um, nice little rota- nice little like um, starting rotation there where you got Randall, you've got Jalen Brunson who had a great year in his first year uh, with New York after signing that big deal. Um, R.J. Barrett had his bad moments, but he wasn't terrible. Mitchell Robinson fit in as a starting center. Um, then you get Josh Hart at the trade deadline. So they have some decent pieces. They do have some stragglers out there. Like they have that horrible contract with Evan Fournier that they can't get rid of. That Isaiah Hartenstein is doing nothing for them. Uh, Emmanuel quickly, they don't have room for him unless they want to go over the tax to keep him. So they do have questions. They have questions, but Knicks fans act like DiVincenzo is the, was the missing piece. Mm-hmm. No, they got they, him. They, they, have... they used they used the full mid level, I believe, four years, fifty million. They used it all. You gave money for Josh Hart. It's not, you know he's a nice, solid player. You gave money to Devin Chenzo, a nice, solid player. But they're backups, and you have Quentin Grimes. Well, you need to pay him now, or you could just let him walk, which is what I think. Yeah, you happen. could let him walk, but now you have you you let Obi Toppin walk because you know he and the coach really did not get along and the coach's minutes and it's like everybody saw like this you know like he seems better than what he is why isn't he why is he stagnant there it's like well you're buried behind randall you're never gonna get to play ever so yeah and you got screwed on the draft pick where you weren't able to keep it because dallas tanked that last week or so and you didn't have basically you didn't add a core like they had grimes who they added they had um who's the one after that that they added um miles mcbride this time you didn't get anybody so also that, with Josh Hart, with, with Josh Hart, four for 81 is a little expensive. Yeah, for a glue guy, that's a lot. Now, like Bruce Brown got a similar deal in Indiana. But remember, that was one plus one. This is four years. He also won a championship. Josh Hart has. Well, I'll, I'll, the reason I'll kind of push back against you is that I do think that the DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson core, the Nova core, I think that could actually be helpful like i think that could actually produce wins because they have continuity together and they're all good players all three of those players are good brunson's a cut above but he's i think that they can all work together my concern is the balance of the usage between barrett brunson and randall can they make it work it just didn't feel like it ever worked at him it felt like oh this is my month meaning julius randall to get my shots up and then it was brunson in february okay i'm gonna shoot the ball a lot and then barrett just seemed lost in the shuffle and getting frustrated all of a sudden so who do you have as your breakout player the breakout player it would probably be mitchell robinson because he's gonna start for the majority of the season what's yours i'm gonna go with grimes because if he if he doesn't get hot early it's just gonna go to team villanova 
like I could see I could see Mitchell becoming a depoy candidate. Like I think he could be on that level, especially with Thibodeau. He's gonna want to have a defensive pillar because I don't see Brunson and Randall and Barrett being like <laughs> picking up the defense if if the Knicks start to struggle and start bleeding a bunch of points. They win 47 and 35. Um, the over-under is less. It's actually 44 and a half. So Vegas is down on the Knicks. I can see that being accurate. Uh, I, I don't. I would, you know, the reason why is because it's off and on with the Knicks. They have a good year, then a bad year, then a good year, then a bad year. Uh, I would actually say under, I think, I think, the, I would, but it's close. Like, it's a very good number. I would say like 43 to 42 wins. Like, I, I think it's close. I think it's, it's going to be very close. But yeah, I'll just, I, I will very cautiously go under. Is, is how I feel about that. I think a slight under as well, but not anything to the point where. Yeah, I don't feel confident about it. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, th- that's the East part. We have two teams in the West on this on this grouping. Uh, one actually has a bit of a future here, and it's kind of surprising because some people think they were tanking in perpetuity, and that's the Oklahoma City Thunder led by Shea Gilgis-Alexander, their all-star point guard. Oh, this team is just the... It's weird. It's you know. a weird team coached by Mark Daniel. They got a bunch of guys that are feel like a mismatch. They have a bajillion draft picks going into 2028, um, but they somehow got into the play in. They beat the Pelicans and then they lost to the to the Wolves. But that's way better than what people thought. You know, Gil, SGA was awesome. Josh Giddy had a good sophomore season. Jalen Williams had a good rookie season. Like there's potential here. There's potential, but I don't understand their their philosophy of let's just go like we'll take all the other team. They're still continuing that we'll take your garbage mode. Give us a pick. We'll take your garbage. We're not ready to start the build. It's like, well, what are you doing with these players? You have like you said, SGA is your starter. You have Josh Giddy, who is your starter. You mm-hmm. got Jalen Williams, who is your starter. You got Chet Holmgren's your starter. So you're just getting all these random other people in there. Like you, you sign at Vasily uh, Misic. Yeah, he was he was Europe. like the he was the Euroleague MVP, I believe. For yeah, so they got him three years for twenty four million, basically on veterans minimum money, pretty much. You got yeah, you got him. Okay, why you trade up two spaces to get uh Case and Wallace? Wallace. I think Wallace will be a good fit for that team. I think he's gonna but fit the same way Jalen Williams did. You had to take Davis Burton's the bad deal, right? From the from the yeah, Dallas to, mm-hmm. to move up two spaces. That is a terrible deal. Uh, I agree considering with that. Orlando, you know, Orlando was 11 and they picked Jet Black so. Like, why did you need to take a bad deal in order to do this? They, you're already starting to swap your garbage out. Have the, you know, like we, we say the Lou Dorney. Like, what's he doing? Yeah, Bakushevsky. Well, he doesn't look like he's in their plans. Yeah, he you might have, not be in the rotation by by the time they become a legitimate team, to be honest. You have Osman Zhang. Yeah, that, that's a, I believe a project and a half. Pick. He looked good in summer league, okay? But, I mean, that to each their own. We're going to see what he's really like in the regular season. Yeah, so you, you got SGA. Well, let's draft the backup point guard behind him. Like, and then what? you got Chet. You have, yeah, you have Chet, who, who is probably more realistic to be the rookie of the year. He's going to be good. As, I mean, I think he's going to be a good defensive pillar at the least. He's going to be good because he had a year to study. He had a year to bulk up his body. When by us, it's a stick. Mm-hmm. And well, Agreed. he's the greatest recruit ever, but 
but Holmgren had a year. He was already a high and pick. They, a high... They desperate, and they desperately needed a center, Adam. Did you see who they had playing in the postseason at center? Jalen Williams, the other one, the rookie from Arkansas who flops. Like, they have pretty decent guard play. Like, they were even – they were able to get good three-point shooting out of a guy from the street, Isaiah Joe. I think it has to do with the fact that Shea Gilders-Alexander just takes up so many double teams in the mid-range that it opens up shooters across the board. That's why Dort had a great three-point shooting season. So my, my problem is – I agree with you, though. My problem okay. is this should not be a salary cap dumping ground. You should be in a position where, all right, Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren, SGA, Josh Giddy, we need to save up space because we know we have to rookie max these guys in the future if they're as good as they look like. So now you got to start building your core. You need to stop thinking, oh, well, maybe we'll be good. Oh, well, maybe. No, you are good. You need to start believing in it. So what what is there over under? It's 43 and a half, but that's three wins better than an overachieving team. So I'll go under. Like, I don't believe in I don't think Sam Presti is going to make that playoff push. That's what I'm afraid of. This unfortunately be my theme is there's too many teams in the West this year, which could be Presti's thing is I get it where you were one year out pressing down those mid level teams into like, oh, we're on a 10 game losing streak. Yeah, we're we'll let those teams, you know, because you have, you you know, the New Orleans, the Minnesota uh, Memphis and. All these teams are just the second tier right below the championship level. They're all going to be those is going to the bottom's going to fall out of one of those due to injury or something or another. Yeah, but they're all going to be playing hard. So you can't give up a win to Oklahoma. You know, you can't give up an L to Oklahoma City when you need every win possible in that Mm -hmm. very tight. Remember last year, it came down to like two games. Yeah. Remember remember when LeBron broke the record um, uh, passing up Kareem? The Thunder won that game like they were a tough out, man. They were a tough team to play against. They, but they are they adding depth thanks to having Chet, getting Casey Wallace in the draft, these dumping ground guys. My problem is that I don't think these people like Bertans and Patty Mills and Rudy Gay. They're not going to help you, man. Like I just don't see it. That's my issue with the Thunder. Like you added people that aren't going to help you when you should be adding Up pieces and- that might contribute to the young core that you already have. That's all. Like Besich was a good pickup. Victor Oladipo and Patty Mills are bad pick, you know? So speaking of keeping your core together, we have this team now. The Sacramento Kings. We're we're moving the Sacramento Kings, who basically said, it's wonderful. We overachieved. It was a great feel-good story. Let's not change a thing. Amazing offense. Amazing offense. They were the most efficient offense of all time, statistically, under Mike. They were were so efficient because they were just weird. They were an unorthodox team, and it was just... Uh, again, like I said last year, all, it was just fun to watch, and you just sort of, let's just do little tweaks. Let's get, you know, they get Chris Duarte for basically nothing. Well, we got Harrison Barnes, much cheaper than last year. Yep. Um, What I didn't like is you had a dunk on Holmes, and anytime you have to get rid of players for salary and you gave up a first-round pick to to dump his salary, that's not a very good sign. Yeah, because they had a first-round pick last year, and guess what they got? They got a key piece out of it in Keegan Murray. Now you don't give yourself the chance. Now you have to basically give a guaranteed contract to a second round level talent in Colby Jones and just hope he's good, you know, and that's not a good way to go. Um, they had some other additions like New Orleans Noel on minimum money. They they signed a EuroLeague player named Sasha Vazenskov, but um, I don't know if they're going to contribute right away. It feels like, like you had said, they're pretty 
confident that the core that they had that were able to have that really good offense with with Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox and Murray and and Davion Mitchell and Malik Monk, who was on his last year of his deal. Like, they really like that core. That's what they like. Well, Sasha was the, you know, he was the EuroLeague MVP. He was the the guy there. I don't think he's going to get a lot of minutes his first year. I think, with remember, they got Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. The, the other Bogdanovich. And it was, well, he's this Euro guy. He's kind of older. You know, let's just fit him in, like, you know, 20, 25 minutes a game. And he wound up outplaying lots of people. I see him, you know, I remember being high on him, sadly, in the draft. I was like, why, you know, why did he fall down? It doesn't make any sense. He's he's getting numbers in Euro. EuroLeague MVP is not a, I don't want to say it's a, a token it's award. a, yeah, it's not a token award because Luca won it before he came over. Players who get it are, you know, usually flamboats from from the NBA, but that's just a different. But if you have somebody who's just on the up and up, I, I don't see how it's a bad deal for having done this before. They they seem to know that if it was just a random team like Oklahoma City, you just mentioned, oh yeah, they got a random Euro. Yeah, but have they done that before? Some, well, some, no. Sometimes they work out. Sometimes those random Euros work out. Um. Two big questions regarding the two top players for you. Uh, did the DeMontis Sabonis deserve the Supermax renegotiation? Well, you had to do it. I mean, he's an all, he was first team. That's how he got it. You know, like, it's, it was hard to say no to it. The it's, other one, De'Aaron Fox, has he peaked? He had a, a renaissance. He was the year. clutch player of the year, which is an award that they just randomly made up. But the what it is is that the five under five, which means like how like how good are you when the game is within five points with under five minutes to go? De'Aaron Fox had the highest percentage he, or efficiency. He was a really he was awesome in the clutch. I don't you know, know if the offense has anywhere to go but down. Like you can't get better than you were. And if your offense, that's goes down, why it's you know this group is two steps forward. Dot, 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 two steps back, question mark, because they were the feel good story. Like the Raptors, are they due for a, a little hangover? And you, you traded away Halliburton for Sabonis. Well, you have to pay Sabonis, especially because the, you know, Halliburton got a rookie max deal. Yeah. And now you don't have that room to extend Monk because Monk's going to be much more expensive if he has another good year, you know, and then Davion Mitchell, say he has a breakout year. He's only got one rookie year left. So can you have room for him? That's going to get a little harder. But things are That's looking the price up for them, winning. which is That's the price of winning. They, you know, they, they somehow lucked into a three seed last year, and I don't see them doing that again. I think the player that people need to watch is Warder. Because if Warder plays really well, they might be able to make some of these other players out below that depth chart, like Monk and, you know, Duarte and people like they, they might be expendable and be able to flip them for pieces. You know, if, if Werder can become a dependable starter at guard. So what's their over under? The over under on the Kings is 30, 43 and a half. So Vegas kind of feels the same way. There's going to be a hangover because they had 48 wins. Um, I I would go over that. Like, I would think that their offense is going to carry them above 43 wins. I, I say under, but I just say 500. I just say slightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's game. possible, too. I mean, I could see what happened with the Hawks, where the Hawks just were really good all of a sudden in the postseason. And they had they had a letdown. They had a regular season letdown. You know, OK, so as as we always say, who is the group that can play themselves out of this little foursome we have right here? That can play themselves out. And now we're now we're legitimately talking about teams like there's like if you go out of this place, you're you're not bad. Like all the other, the previous two groups, I felt like if you go out of, the, like if you go down a notch, you are tank, like you're bad. Whereas if you go outside of this, you're not 
bad. You're just kind of like in purgatory. I would say the Thunder could easily slip out and start tanking. What about you? I left the question very open-ended because you could say, well, they, this team could overachieve and, you know, like Sacramento did last year. They played I got the out of their group. I felt like you're going to say Atlanta. Atlanta falling down again? Yeah, I could see Atlanta falling yeah. down again. I could also see the Thunder falling up. Um, I think we'd like to see Sacramento fall up again. Uh, I could see the Knicks making another push a second year in a row because of the fact that you got Brunson and you got Randall for one more prime year. So I, I feel like they can make one more push. I don't feel All confident right. about it, but it's these are decent teams. These are teams that either made the postseason or made the playoffs. Uh, one even won a round. So, like, there's there's a good future here. All right. But either way, this is a group of movers and shakers. And um, mm-hmm. very, now we're getting to the more competitive stuff. So things are things are on the up and up. So. With that, I think we will bid you adieu. So for Andrew Reesh, I'm Adam Murray. Have a good one. Take care, y'all.